Welcome to episode 393 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, where every week I talk about the inner workings of the entertainment industry with those who have lived it and experienced it. I'm your host, Derek Diamond. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check out last week's episode where I had the pleasure of chatting with screenwriter James Roberts, who wrote the fun 90s-style horror throwback film Here for Blood, which you can watch now exclusively on Screenbox. You can find a link to that in the show notes of last week's episode. And I always enjoy talking about the writing process for film because, as you well know, there is no film without a script. It all starts with an idea, and then you put it to paper uh, in script form. So I always love talking about the writing process. So go back and check out that fun episode. But for this week, I'm going to be chatting with actress Krista Dane King. And it was great getting to hear her backstory about growing up in New York City, acting in theater, transitioning from theater to film, and how that was kind of an advantage uh, to her film career. And I, I always enjoy talking with actors who... Um, start in theater and then transition to film. And, you know, because I always want to ask, is it a help or is it a hindrance? Uh, Her latest film, Altered Reality, uh, you can currently see in theaters. And we also talk about uh, her role in the film, The Caregiver, um, as a woman who is diagnosed with ALS. So it was great getting to, to hear her process and her research that she went into about, you know, the the condition ALS and how she prepared for that role. And it's, it's always interesting to see, you know, actors portray as much as I love, you know, a good comedy and, you know, funny, silly humor. It is really powerful and enlightening to see these conditions or a disease or whatever the case may be portrayed on screen, because that's why I think film is the greatest art form there is because you can physically see the condition happen. And those that, you know, might have a friend or a family member that uh, has ALS, I'd be very curious if you listen to this episode to, to hear your thoughts on that. So, you know, you can write me at ddiamondpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment um, on the YouTube version of the episode. But it was great getting to to hear Krista's story and about her career, and hopefully you enjoy this conversation as well. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Krista Dane King. Happy to be here with my very special guest this week, actress Krista Dane King. Krista, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were having a, a nice chat before... Um, before we started rolling here, um, and I, I, I did want to say first of all, you know, thank you for taking the time to to have this chat. And um, I always like to start the interviews with this because, as I'm sure you know, with you know being in the industry, uh, mm-hmm. there's not like a like a how to guidebook, or there's not like you know they have those idiots guides to you know computers or whatever. There's not really like a set way to get into it. So, what yeah. is your story and? what led you to become an actress? Um, I will say that I went to a very artsy school. Um, I went to a Waldorf school, if anybody's heard about it. Um, it's, uh, and I also grew up in New York city. So I was kind of, you know, thrown into that, <laughs> into, uh, you know, that scene. Um, but my school, the school I went to was, um, very artsy, hippy dippy, 
Um, we, we did plays from first grade till 12th grade. Um, so like first grade, I was playing Sleeping Beauty and <laughs> um, pretending to faint on stage. <laughs> um, my, my crush was, was the prince. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I, I just always loved um, doing theater. So, so high school, um, I really fell in love with it. Um, I had kind of like a coming out of my shell moment um, in 10th grade where I um, I practiced all summer to, to uh, audition for the role of Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors. And um, yeah, and I, I kind of blew everybody away that didn't realize I could sing or I was very, I was a little bit quiet on the quiet shy side before that. Um, and yeah, I kind of blew everybody away in the, the um, audition, like second day of school. Um, and from there, I kind of just really fell in love with it. I went to an acting conservatory um, right out of high school. Um, and I, I started auditioning for commercials, short films, anything I could, you know, you know, get my feet wet and just learn the business. And that's a great way to also just kind of, you know, learn everything. I mean, in a short, on a short film set, you'll see just, you know, one guy doing all the things. <laughs> so it's just a great way to kind of study. Um, yeah, and then and then I um, started getting some TV and film credits in New York and then decided to move to LA um, and the rest is history. <laughs> you mentioning being in like commercials and short films and you saying, you know, you see one person doing, you know, so many different things. Yep. As someone who's directed a couple of short films, I know exactly what you mean. Because yep. <laughs> it's uh, but it is a great way, like you said, to to really learn what you want to do because you can almost become like a sponge, oh, of, totally. you know, of knowledge. Because with a smaller set, you can see what the director's doing, or you can see what the DP is doing. You can see really what everybody's doing because you can get kind of a feel for what exactly you want to do. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, yeah, I mean the. There's one where the the director's literally like holding up holding up lights and like you know <laughs> all doing all the thing and sat, doing rolling sound at the same time and it's it's a cool way to really um, yeah just learn and and yeah become a sponge and you ask questions um, yeah. <laughs> so was film and TV like the, was the entertainment side of that was that the ultimate goal or? Was that something you kind of learned after you did theater? Um, I I really actually thought that I was going to want to stick with musical theater because I, I went to a musical theater conservatory. Um, but I kind of quickly learned that I was not that into dance and that I was not like a Broadway type. I, I, I always gravitated more towards the, uh, the like rock musicals. Um, I was even in a, in a rock band, <laughs> um, like right after that. And um, yeah, and then I, I really realized that I wanted to do more TV and film, um, that I really enjoyed that a lot more. Like I auditioned for a million soaps when I was like 20. Um, <laughs> always got really, really close with producer sessions and never, never, never the bride. So um, yeah, but it was, yeah, it, it wasn't something I had realized until I was out 
like out of musical theater school, but um, but I did quickly realize that I wanted to do um, TV and film. So once you started doing TV and film, it, did you realize that maybe your background in theater, like, did that help you transitioning to TV and film in a way? It did. It definitely gave me kind of that um, that edge um, and the the competitive edge. Um, I will say though that doing theater, you actually have to like for for having ha having had a theater background, then for camera, you have to you really have to pull back so much here and like compared to theater, like do nothing with your face. So that's been like a constant struggle for me actually um, is, is um, yeah, always just doing less. So, cause in theater you're like, you know, you have to be larger than life. So, um, and, and on camera, it, the camera picks up every little eye twitch. So <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's that's been definitely the thing that worked against me going to theater school, but yeah. <laughs> But uh, you know, several actors that I've talked to that transitioned from theater to film, mm -hmm. they did say that you know, like with theater, it's almost like you're working without a safety net. Like if you mess up, you almost have to make it part of the show. But with TV and film, you know, if you mess up, you just do another take. Exactly. Yeah, that is something that I it is, it's something I actually miss because having having an audience's reaction right there with you and they can see what's going on if something, you know, happens or, you know, yeah, you really have to have good improvising skills. Um, and there's, it, it's kind of a cool, I mean, really, there really is nothing like doing theater. I, I actually really miss it. Um, have, yeah, having the audiences, um, having their, their uh, immediate, um, you know, reaction is amazing. I mean, just, and seeing people in the audience crying or laughing is just like, there's nothing like that. Um, and it does, I will say doing theater did give me that kind of serious edge and that, I mean, that education of, you know, just all of the great, you know, doing Tennessee Williams plays, it was, you know, just having that background was pretty amazing, um, you know, going into doing uh, TV and film. Oh, for sure. Would you yeah. say a, a comparison would be like, if say you went to a premiere of a film you were in and you sat in the audience hearing their reactions, is that almost a comparable, like a good comparison to a, a theater audience when you're on stage? Um, I would, yes, it's probably the, yeah, it's probably the closest you could get. Um, but really, I mean, just, yeah, being on stage though, and have like being right there with the audience and almost getting to 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 interact with them is pretty amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would say yeah, I would say that that could be uncomparable. Com yeah, yeah, because um, you know, in the the couple of shorts that that I've directed, you know, whenever we've had the premiere for it, I always like to sit you know, towards the back of the room so I can hear and watch people's reactions because that way you know like what works and what doesn't work and you almost feel like you're part of the audience in, in watching it for the first time mm -hmm. yeah definitely and like sometimes it, you're almost like uh surprised when they're laughing or when they're like really quiet and you can tell they're really focusing <laughs> you're like hey i didn't really think about that part being so you know heavy or or actually having some humor in it 
Um, so yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because there could be something that is meant to be totally serious and then they <laughs> laugh at it. But then you think about it and you're like, oh, I guess that actually was kind of funny. Uh-huh. Or, or you know, on the flip side, and you're like, dang it, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't find that part funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So uh, what have been some of your favorite roles that you've played throughout your career? Um, well, let's see. Um, I would say, uh, the, there's a role or there's a, there's a, um, a series that I've been a part of, um, called Sangre Negra. Um, and I play this very sassy drug dealer's wife (laughs) and, um, yeah, and I kind of have that, um, I guess I could equate the role to, uh, Margot Robbie in Wolf of Wall Street. Um, just very sassy and she's from, she's like, just from like the Bronx or, or Long Island kind of made, made, made this character up actually. And they just loved it. When I came to audition, they were like, okay, that's not what we, what we had thought for the role, but this is awesome. <laughs> so, um, and it's kind of very different from a lot of the other female roles, um, on the show. So it was, it was good to give them different, a different, um, color, um, in the, in the series. Um, and yeah, it was just, and I, I ended up being like, uh, I ended up witnessing um, the, uh, some kind of uh, drug deal going down between, you know, between like the two, these two gangs and it's, um, yeah, so I have to go on the run and it's, it's, it was just a lot of fun having um, that kind of, you know, uh, spunk, spunk, uh, spunky role. Um, and then another one that's completely the opposite of that would be um, I, I did a role where um, my character has um, ALS and I did a lot of research, um, <clears throat> did a lot of research on, on just kind of the deterioration of the body, um, people with people with ALS and it like just broke my heart watching videos um, of people. And I really wanted to, to do um a very I wanted to do them justice I wanted to um really be as as real as possible and I remember there's there's a scene that we did where my character um I'm sitting with my husband and my caretaker and um and my character starts choking and I'm just like I'm just so fed fed up that I'm like just fighting the tears um, and my caretaker kind of takes me away from the table. And it's just, it's just like a heartbreaking moment where I just like, like just thinking about it again, like makes me emotional. Um, but just getting to play that out was just such a like beautiful, uh, beautiful gift um, from from the writer and, the, and, and getting to work, work on that with the director, just having such a like heavy grounded, just heavy material kind of an actor's dream so um yeah and really getting to por- portray that for people to really see what, how real you know the, the reality of it is yeah <laughs> yeah and I, I'm glad you brought that role up specifically because I was going to ask you about that um it's why I think that you know as as much as I love like great uh, sculptors or great paintings that's why I think film and tv is the greatest art form there is mm-hmm. because you can portray so many different emotions from laughter to sadness but you can also bring awareness Mm -hmm. in in your own way and like with you know with your character having ALS Mm -hmm. you know for people that one that may not know what that is they can 
visually see it by your performance. And then you touch those that might have, you know, a, a friend or a family member or a loved one that that has that condition and it it it, it hits them in a in a different way. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to tell tell a story to people who might not or tell the story, you know, for people who might not have a voice is 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 like I said, it's a gift. And and getting to yeah, getting to spread awareness too. I mean, that's just like, yeah. And for to vis- for people to really visually see that is, and hopefully you know, for it to feel real to them, you know, um, yeah. I mean, there was nothing like that. So when the opportunity came up, um, did you immediately jump at it and say, "Yes, I want to, I want to bring awareness to this"? And was it a was the role yeah. itself like a big challenge for you? It was a challenge for me because um, I wasn't. Yeah, it was definitely something that was going to be a, a um, you know, a, a, a lot of work for me because I wanted to do it justice, um, and I wanted to do the research and really watch. I wanted to watch people's actual physicality um, that you know were suffering and, and deteriorating from from ALS. Um, and so, yeah, when I when I um, sat down with the, the director and the producer, I you know when they were offering me the role, I was like really excited, but I also knew that it was going to be heavy and a lot of a lot of work and a lot of research. So, through the research and the process of shooting and your performance, mm-hmm. did that have an emotional impact on you throughout the process? Oh, totally. I I we were shooting in Lancaster, which is a Oh, it was about an hour and a half away from, from where I live. And um, I just remember every, every night driving home, I was like, I had to kind of just like do deep breathing, just kind of like shed it. And like, cause you're still kind of in that emotional place and you're like, it's, it's your body actually doesn't know the difference when you're, when you've been like crying all day, even if it's fake. So I had to like really, you know, your body goes into a flight or fight or flight. So I had to like really just kind of relax. And like, I remember I would get to set early and um, just kind of like, like kind of warm up and get myself ready for the day. Cause there were very intense days. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, a, it was, it was a great, it was a great crew and a great, great um, director that, that w- they were very, very um, gentle with me. And it was really, it was a really great working environment. Um, yeah. So that's fantastic. I, I definitely want to see it, um, you know, cause I I'm, I'm always curious about roles like that that bring, you know, awareness like ALS or it might be something completely different yeah. um, because that, that's with film, you know, I think it's a great means of escapism, but as we were talking about earlier, I think it's also a great, a great way to raise awareness for, for something you may not know about. Yeah, yeah, right. completely. It's yeah, it we have a we have a not a soapbox, but it's a, it's our um yeah, it's our duty to to tell these stories in the you know in this industry. And you know, obviously there's all there's also the fantastical and you know other other cool stories we can we can tell, but it yeah, we do have that opportunity also to tell these stories. Um so yeah, it's a yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about your latest film, um, Altered Reality. 
Um, so tell the audience about um, a little bit about what the movie's about in your character. Sure. Um, it is a, <laughs> so it is a man who um, gets this opportunity um, to, I'm trying, it's so hard to, it's so hard to say without giving anything away because it's like, <laughs> it's very twisted. Um, he gets an opportunity to make um, a bunch of money off of a, um, a drug and there's base. There's a lot of time. There's time travel inter intertwined, and um, my character is. Um, my character kind of has a sub story um, where I'm actually kind of hunting this main character's wife out of um, jealousy, and I'm a very conniving, um, calculated, uh, manipulative woman who's actually sick <laughs> she's I'm, I'm very sick and um i have to say though playing playing a, the role of like a, a manipulative um calculating uh um, villain is i mean this is probably one of the most fun fun roles i've i've had um and she just kind of unravels and like i can't give i can't give it away but the ending is is uh pretty pretty crazy <laughs> as you're describing it and you're describing your character as you know conniving and manipulative i'm thinking okay so you get the fun role yep exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not like crying about my my daughter being um lost or uh you know i don't have any of i mean i have a lot of intense scenes but um especially towards the end uh where i actually i'm actually kind of bearing my soul um to to the the woman that I'm, i've been hunting um but yeah, it's definitely a fun, I mean, I'm just like evil. Um, so. <laughs> I'm getting to be evil opposite of uh, Tobin Bell, who is known for Jigsaw. Like one of the most famous villains is was really cool. <laughs> so that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited to see that movie as well, because, you know, time travel is one of my favorite topics in film and seeing like, the different takes on it or the different rules and how it's done. So I, I'm really excited to, to see your guys take on it. You know, I'm excited to see it too, because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Our, our premiere is actually on um, Saturday. So I oh, only cool. know, yeah, I only know, I mean, I obviously I've read the script, but we've, they actually changed a good amount of stuff after we filmed. Um, so my, you know, my, my scenes are, very very separate actually from from uh, from some of the other scenes which are like you know time travel um you know it's so crazy because we had like people dressed in period on set where i'm like look like i'm going out clubbing <laughs> so it's just so like this crazy i'm so I, I cannot wait to see how it's all tied together and um yeah and and some of the locations on set were just amazing um we we filmed in um, Augusta, Georgia. So there's a lot of history with some of our locations. So um, like, I think they said uh, one of the, I think it was a third president that stayed at this manor that we shot at. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, and it was kind of like de deteriorating and um, Lance Henriksen is, it's kind of where Lance Henriksen's character um, plays a lot of his scenes. So 
Yeah. But the, the cool thing is with you seeing it at the premiere is it'll almost be like you're a member of the audience getting exactly. to, to see it along with them. So, yeah, that will be really fun. And really, yeah, or that'll be really cool to see, see it along with everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, what's next for you? Do you have any other um, projects in the works? Um, uh, let's see. I, um, I'm working on something with my husband is also a filmmaker. Um, oh, cool. and so yeah, so he and I are always, um, talking about, um, some of our next projects and there's, there's one that we, we've been kind of, uh, tooling around with on, um, deforestation on full topics. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, we, we came up with the idea actually when we were staying at um, his grandma's house in Florida. Um, he lives, she lives in one of these, like the villages where they're just constantly burning, burning down and, and building more houses. Um, and he came across a black bear while, um, while jo out there jogging. And, and we were just, it kind, of, it kind of inspired us to want to bring awareness to to de deforestation and just that you know overpopulation and all of that so that's something we've kind of um we've we've started writing and and, and working on just kind of you know fleshing out ideas um that and then i'm having a baby in may so <laughs> yeah and congratulations um, on that that's awesome <laughs> yeah so we'll uh yeah after that we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah that, that's cool that you know you and your husband work together because my my wife and i we do the same thing oh uh, cool yeah so we um we co-wrote the so you see the poster behind me that says the feature we yeah. co-wrote the script um for that and then she's going to be directing our next short uh that we're going to do this summer oh very cool so yeah it's it's a cool dynamic you know a lot of people are like well how, how do y'all work together when you're around each other all the time and it's like well we're around each other because we love each other and we like working together so <laughs> communication you know yeah yeah i mean it's 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 a it's a fairly important thing in a relationship yeah, so exactly. yeah for sure um so do you have um a website or social media that you'd like to plug so the listeners can follow you yeah sure um i i'm mostly on uh, on instagram so it's it's my name it's krista dane king um yeah fantastic no instagram's <laughs> the best social platform there's so much less drama than all yeah. the other ones and yeah. like you get to look at dogs, you get to look at food pictures. So uh, who yeah. doesn't like that? Yeah. Recipes, places to, to travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, Krista, thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat. This was great. Of course. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you again to Krista Dane King for that amazing conversation. Be sure to follow her on Instagram. You can find a link to her Instagram account in the show notes and be sure to check out her latest film, Altered Reality playing in a theater near you. For next week's episode, I'm going to leave it a little bit of a mystery for who my guest is going to be. And yes, that is a hint as to who it's going to be. This is a conversation that has been in the works for this show for over a year now. And uh, it's looking like it's finally going to happen. So stay tuned to social media at D Diamond Podcast to see uh, who the guest is going to be. And uh, don't forget, just coming up in a few weeks, we'll be celebrating 10 years of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. I'm going to be doing a top 10 list of some sort. I'll be posting a poll out on social media later this week to get your thoughts on what the top 10 list should be. 
And it, it's crazy to think that, you know, the show is about to be 10 years old. And, you know, my life is, and I'm sure most everyone who's listened to the show since day one, your lives are in a very different position, much like mine. Uh, you know, I was in my mid to late 20s. I was working in a different job. I wasn't in a relationship. I definitely wasn't even thinking of getting married. And here we are now. I'm in a very happy marriage and uh, celebrating 10 years of this podcast. So uh, don't forget to check that out on social media. I may do a live show. I haven't quite decided yet. Um, I'll decide that in the coming weeks. But if you want to check out past episodes of this podcast, if you want to follow me on social media, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, everything is in one convenient location, linktree.com slash Podcast. And I say this at the end of every episode, but if you could please rate and review the show. It helps immensely for those that are searching for podcasts, like in this case, an entertainment podcast or a film review podcast. The more ratings and reviews the show gets, the more uh, it's visible to those that are searching for podcasts. So uh, please rate and review the show. It only takes a moment of your time and it doesn't cost anything. So with that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you once again to Krista Dane King, and we'll see you guys back here next week for another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast.